Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Watch Dogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Good morning on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, coming to you from beautiful, sunny Atlanta, Georgia. And if you're listening to me north of the Mason-Dixon line, I apologize to you because we are having a beautiful a 70-degree day, the, the uh, trees are budding, the Bradford pears are start coming, starting to come out, and I'll tell you what, this is my absolute most favorite time of the year, and, uh, and, and it's just a new beginning, a new lease on life, a new crop of things that are going to be going on, and it's just a, a, a great chance to think about what you're going to do with father engagement in your schools over the next school year. You know, I actually have a meeting tomorrow morning uh, with uh, the top dog coordinators at my uh, younger daughter's school, um, and we're already hitting it. We're ready to go. We're going we're gonna to talk about what are we going to do next year to make this program even better, to give dads a better chance to be a part of their child's school life, a part of their education, and a part of their life to be able to be there with their kids while they're growing up, to not be ashamed to be a part of the family life. You know, I had a discussion this morning with a gentleman that he made a very interesting point that some guys kind of feel like in, in, in the work environment where if you're an involved dad, it kind of degrades you a little bit in that work environment. And we're trying to work against that and say, you know what, that's what life's about, being there for your kids, being there, part of your family to be, be a, a solid group. So speaking of solid groups, I'm going to bring in my good friend here at the Mothership out in Springdale, Arkansas, my co-host, Mr. Chris Dannenauer. Chris, how are you doing today? We missed you last week. Well, thank you, Keith. I'm doing good, but unlike you, my favorite season is winter. I love winter because of the snow and ice that, that, that sometimes we get here in the south. Uh, plus, you know, I like, I like to be able to, to layer you know, wear wear a, a undershirt, a long sleeve, a, a sweater, a, you know, a scarf, uh, and just bundle up and, and enjoy the, the the cold season. Plus, I love coffee and I love you know hey, lots you of chili and, and soup. So, winter's my favorite season, and I'm kind of sad that it's leaving us, but yeah. I understand it has to. So, so are you a skier? Uh, I would if I lived in Colorado. Yes, I would ski more. <laughs> I, I haven't been in a while, and need to get the kids out on the slopes again. But uh, there you I go. would well, love maybe, to ski more. Maybe some of our friends out in Colorado might hear this and uh, invite you out uh, to to spend a little time out there uh, do, doing some skiing, doing that winter layering thing that you like to do. <laughs> oh well, yes! Oh yes! Well, um, just got the weekly report. We're we're coming up. We're gaining more and more watchdog schools coming online. And actually, Eric will not be joining us today because he is in our nation's capital at the National PTA Legislative Conference uh, up there hobnobbing with uh, the leaders of our country and, and just uh, 
having a, a I'm sure a great time and I believe he just came out of a uh, a great uh, a few great stops uh, Kentucky and Texas and uh, I just uh, myself spent some time down in Savannah Georgia for the National Youth at Risk Conference which is a great conference um, attendance was a little bit down this year but it was uh, but it was really good um, some intense things and and uh, Chris I got to uh, I got a chance to go to a class. Normally when I'm in a conference, I, you know, I, I go in, I do my workshop, and I get out. But I made the effort to be there a little bit early, and I got a chance to go see uh, Katie Greer. Now, I've known Katie for um, a couple of years now. We met at the National PTA Convention in Orlando. And um, a very, very impressive person. But the, the thing about it is, you know, this is, we, we live in a technological world. And our kids mm-hmm. are growing up in a technological world. I mean, you know, my daughters, they have, the, you know, the phones and the computers and they have access to this and that and whatever. And you realize that when you give your child a phone, just a, what is now a basic phone, now a smartphone, but a basic phone today is a smartphone, you're giving the access to the whole world, good and bad, to your child to just carry around in their pocket all day long. And, and it's amazing some of the things that, that you need to be um, thinking about and aware of. And, and uh, Chris, I know you've got some uh, some high schoolers, middle schoolers. Uh, what do you do? Your kids have phones? Well, Keith, uh, it's this is kind of ironic that how this has all worked out. Uh, currently, my uh, ninth grade and eighth grade son have the old uh, uh, just uh, an older phone that's just for texting only. However, they're getting new iPhones like this week, and uh, I was, ironically, uh, I just said the word, but I was on the uh, Apple thing for understanding, you know, restriction guidelines, and so I'm trying to learn these things for my kids. So when that, when they do get their new iPhones this week, uh, matter of fact, they're going to have to sign a contract with us, yes. uh, their mom and I uh, here this week, but just trying to learn some of these restrictions and things, these settings to uh, protect my kids. Exactly. Well, um, you're right. It is very, uh, very opportune time right now because we are very fortunate today to have one of the foremost experts in our nation in Internet safety, tech safety, app safety, uh, smartphone safety. Uh, I'll, I'll let her explain it all. But uh, I'd like to welcome Katie Greer to the program. Katie, how are you doing? Well, Keith, let me just first say that is no way to welcome your guest from uh, Vermont, <laughs> who, by the way, between Wednesday and Thursday, we are expected to get 18 to 20 inches of snow. So, uh, yes, I was wow. in Savannah with you last week, and uh, we hit, got hit with a little bit of rain and 40-degree weather. So that Savannah, Georgia weather is sounding pretty excellent to me right now, let me tell you. Wow. Hey, I, would, I a... would love to be in Vermont. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a pretty place to visit, but it's tough. Our winter is about, you know, eight months long. So, uh, so anyway, but I'm happy Your summer's to be here. two weeks long. <laughs> yes, yes, right. exactly. Well, well, Katie, um, for our guests that may not be, or our uh, listeners that may not be quite uh, as familiar with you, um, you know, we've had a chance to visit with you before, and we thank you so much for coming back. Can you give us a kind of a quick uh, um, rerun of of your background and what brings you to your level of expertise to be with us today? 
Sure. So I worked previously for the Mass, uh, actually started my career in the Attorney General's office at about 21 years old, right out of college, as a secretary to this wonderful, wonderful man, uh, Kurt Schwartz, who, you know, my husband will tell you, I ask a lot of questions. And uh, I ask a lot of questions to Kurt all the time. And uh, I noticed that a lot of, he was the, the chief of the criminal bureau at the Mass Attorney General's office. And I noticed a lot of cases were coming across. Uh, that had to do with computer crimes. I thought, computer crimes? That's funny. I'm on the computer all the time, and I didn't know there were crimes on the computer. So he mm-hmm. said, well, come to these meetings and you know, meet this prosecutor, uh, Dana Lachese, who's a prosecutor at the time. And uh, I started asking a bunch of questions and noticing a lot of the things that they were doing were things that myself and my friends were actively involved in at the time, you know, chat, emailing at that time. Um, mm-hmm. And it just became a really great, uh, I was in the right place at the right time and had a lot of support and a lot of great mentors and uh, started getting into the area of educating kids because, you know, their thought was we're doing a lot of prosecution around Internet crimes, but we're not really doing anything actively to prevent them. So how about we start talking to kids and letting them know what's going on so we can hopefully prevent it. Um, I then went on to work for the Massachusetts State Police in the Missing Children's Unit, and uh, I was an intelligence analyst there, and they also totally support going out and talking to kids about this stuff. And it blew up from a small program to deliver to Massachusetts students to a nationwide program that I now deliver um, on my own uh, to schools and at large conferences across the entire country. And, um, you know, most of my expertise truly comes from, well, I did grow up with this stuff, um, but it comes from being in the schools every single day and talking to these kids about the things that they're using, connecting with these kids on Instagram, um, you know, mm-hmm. after I leave their schools and just listening to the things that they're doing and talking to them about how they can use these things responsibly. Well, exactly. And I can tell you, I mean, I've, you know, you and I have known each other for, I, well, I guess it's been a, a we've gotten to a couple of years now. And, I think about uh, three. Yeah, my daughter, I was pregnant with my daughter. So, yeah, I think about exactly. three now. Wow. Um, you know, we've talked and communicated and, and, uh, you know, through all the, you know, Facebook and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but to sit and to, to, well, I didn't get a chance to sit because it was a standing room only, uh, room for your class. (laughs) It was awesome. It was great. uh, Oh yeah, it was a great group. But to, to be able to, to listen to your presentation, to start thinking about things and, and, you know, really delve into what nearly every child in an American school, um, a, a huge majority, no less, is dealing with right now and the dangers that are out there. And, and I'm starting to see, um, you know, we, we're going to talk next week about bully-induced suicides. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about uh, cyberbullying, things like that. Um, even though we're not experts on this, we want to be able to direct uh, parents that are listening to us to the resources that, that they, they can get this information. But, uh, you know, when I started learning more about, you know, Facebook, yeah, it's Facebook. It's it, it it's kind of like the grandma of social media now, um, right. you know. And and Twitter, you know, we we'll hit on those briefly. But some of the newer things that are coming out, some of the um, some of the things that are even you know new to me, which might be old school to a to a middle schooler, um, it's just amazing. So if we have the time, I'd like to go through a few of them if uh, if, sure. if you don't mind, and maybe give us some of the examples like you did in the class. Sure. Um, I guess starting out, you know, the biggest, the Facebook and Twitter, what's the current status of those as far as our, our young, young kids are? 
So when it comes to kids, um, Facebook is out in general across the entire country. Um, not that some kids don't use it, but I'd say the biggest trend that I see right now, and, you know, I, because I travel all over the place, I see different trends every place that I travel. But the biggest, most consistent trend that I'm seeing is Facebook is out and Instagram is in. All of these kids are all on Instagram, including young, young, young kids. Um mm-hmm even though the age limit is 13 for these social networking sites. And Facebook is out. I have to be honest, as someone who uses these, both of these personally and professionally, I can see why everyone's gravitating or why the kids are gravitating towards Instagram. Instagram is very easy to use. You post a picture, you comment, people like it or they don't. And what I really love about Instagram, which, by the way, is owned by Facebook, um, is the privacy settings are so simple. You're either private on Instagram or you're not. Whereas mm-hmm. Facebook is so cumbersome. Their privacy settings are – I just found out, actually, that my privacy settings were uh, – I check them often, but um, Facebook has this new way that they released this summer that you can make your individual posts public if you choose to. But if you make mm-hmm. one of those posts public, then the fall, every single one of your posts after that are public, even if you decide that you're private. Um, wow. So I just noticed when I went on Facebook the other day and posted something that I had made one of my posts public because it was um, awareness, raising awareness for ALS. We have a friend that's battling ALS, and I mm. wanted everyone to see it. I didn't care who in the Facebook universe saw it. It wasn't any personal information. I wanted it to be public. Mm. And I noticed when I went back the other day to post something else that everything was totally, you know, about 40 posts of mine since then have been public because mm-hmm. I made that one change. And um, I just think Facebook has become way too cumbersome, um, and kids are totally steering away from Facebook. Sure, um, and on the Twitter, flip side is... I find is, to be pretty popular. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say on the flip side of Facebook, I've had people, you know, say, well, well you didn't hear about this or whatever. Um, well, I posted it on Facebook, and, and it's just so hit and miss because if you think you're broadcasting something on Facebook to everybody in your, your contact list, you're not because if it's not somebody that you've actually had a contact with in recent times, it's not going to go to their timeline. Yeah, it's, my mother-in-law actually so hit and said uh, – yeah, my mother-in-law said, how come I don't see any pictures of the kids? I don't see any of them. And it, uh, Facebook did this new algorithm in their search uh, a while back that now can tr- they assume what the user wants to see, which I also find annoying because, uh, you know, I would just rather let you know, you know, I don't want to see key stuff or I do want to, you know, I, I don't want you to have to choose for me, but they do it based on your searches and based on your recent contacts, like you said, which I find to be kind of a pain in the butt. So you're mm-hmm. right. Um, I, I think, I, I, yeah, I think Facebook is quickly becoming kind of agitating, especially with all their, they're changing things all of the time. And I'm all for change, but um, right. I don't know, for me personally as a user and certainly for the kids, I think they find it kind of annoying. Well, sure. And what surprised me is that, I mean, you're not, you're not a stranger to Facebook. I mean, you've been right. to Facebook and you, you, right. you've got communications with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I went out there probably a couple years ago and then the year before that as well. And there, I have to say, they're a really great team, and I think they're doing a lot to try and make it a great and fun and safe and functional place. Uh, but I think they're missing the mark, and, you know, it's, it's clear certainly clear to me when I go to all these schools and I'm seeing that these kids, uh, you know, they just bought, as a matter of fact, they just paid 16, over $16 billion, I think, for this app, uh, this app company called WhatsApp. 
and it's a mm-hmm. messaging company. And the whole reason that everyone is saying that they bought it is to uh, attract, again, the younger users. And most of the kids I ask don't even know what WhatsApp is. They're not, it's not a messaging service that they're using um, generally, especially the kids that I've talked to. Um, but, you know, I think they're trying to hold on to that younger demographic. So we'll see if it actually works. And I think the guys that um, that put that together were turned down for jobs at Facebook, so they went out and started it on their own and wound up getting mm-hmm. bought, which is mm-hmm. kind of the great American yeah. dream. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, let's move on to Twitter. Okay, uh, Twitter, I think, um, you know, I see Twitter because I poll these kids everywhere. Every single school I go to, I always ask these questions. And I think Twitter is gaining a little bit of steam uh, with kids because its intention is to be a quick, simple, short messaging system uh, where you can post things and it's not these long, long, drawn-out things that, you know, some of the times we see on Facebook um, or these other. It's limited to 140 characters. You can post pictures. You can post videos. And it's a big, huge news stream. Someone said to me the other day, you know, I'm not on Twitter, they said, but um, I need to start getting on Twitter because that seems to be the place that everyone gets their news. I find a lot of younger kids are following celebrities because celebrities use um, uh, Twitter a lot, it seems. So, um, you know, I think it's starting to gain a lot of steam amongst the younger kids, and uh, I, I see the draw. I love, I love Twitter myself. I, I do too, uh, and of course Eric and I both tweet um, not a lot, but uh, the one thing that I found about it is like when I'm at a conference, um, you know, I can tweet out that, you know, my workshop is going to be here then and right. I start seeing people retweeting it and then right. seeing people come into the workshop. So it's a good right. news source that you can kind of tailor into what you're doing when you're hashtagging and, and things like that. You can kind of look at what you're doing. But, uh, you know, personally, I don't watch every Twitter, you know, I don't. Right. I don't get the stream constantly. I, I just I can't imagine you know watching everybody in the world. But you know I, I people follow me. I follow them as a courtesy, things like that. So right. um, it's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, so, uh, I, I do. I like Twitter for that reason. My husband's a big sports fan um, mm-hmm. who wanted nothing to do with Twitter, but is now on Twitter because he gets to follow uh, all his favorite sports guys uh, and girls on on Twitter. So uh, again, he doesn't do any tweeting or anything like that. But you know, it's a great source for him to find out certain things, and he gets you can set up uh, notifications so he gets certain notifications. And um, I don't know, it's it's. I, I like Twitter a lot for that reason. It's simple. It's easy to use. You can tweet or not tweet as much as you want and still be a, a, a part of it all. So um, I like that. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. You know what? I have uh, I've gone past our break time. So let me jump in here and, uh, and give us a little break. So hold on. Sure. We'll be right back. Okay. Hi. This is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy. You feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus. Screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. 
A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Well, welcome back to Watchdogs Radio. We have a great conversation going today with cyber safety expert Katie Greer of uh, K.L. Greer and Associates. If you want to go to her web page, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, it's klgreer.com. Yes, sir. And, uh, some, some great information, some good videos, some uh, uh, interviews that, that uh, you've done on uh, both national and local TV, uh, some really good stuff on there, and, and even some stuff out of some schools. Well, um, we, we've, uh, we've covered Facebook and Twitter. Those are the kind of the biggies. Um, and even Instagram. Uh, hit, I'll hit Instagram really quick since you mentioned it, and my daughter has pulled up, um, put up an Instagram account. Um, any big red flag, scary, bulging eye kind of things about Instagram? Um, not really. I like Instagram a lot, personally, professionally, and it's obviously huge amongst kids. Um, my big worries about Instagram, which are mostly my big worries about most of the social networking sites, is Kids friending people that they don't know, that is a big issue for me, so make your account private. Um, Also, the age limit for Instagram is 13 and over, so I would also definitely stick to that. Um, And then, of course, just appropriateness of content. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff that kids are posting on there that's not appropriate. Um, There have been some issues of uh, kids making accounts for other kids, you know, for cyberbullying purposes, but really Mm -hmm. that can be an issue on Facebook, that can be an issue on Twitter, um, it could be an issue anywhere else. So um, in general, I like Instagram, and uh, I think the privacy settings, I love how they're so simple to use. And, uh, again, just making sure kids aren't talking to people they don't know and keeping their stuff appropriate. Exactly, and I think that's kind of the theme of the whole, uh, of everything as far as you've been saying, is that, you know, just don't friend people you don't know. Or, you know, just because he knows somebody that lived in a, neighborhood where a friend of mine used to live kind of thing you know that's that's still not you know not not close enough okay well uh, well, we talked offline real quickly about the uh the next uh really the big four um that i would like to talk about that i keep seeing pop it up uh so i guess uh katie which one would you like to talk about first no boy so first, a little disclaimer, I want to say that uh, my approach to technology in general and social networking is I think it's awesome. I think there are really a lot of positive things. I personally enjoy it, um, and I think for the most part people are using them responsibly, but there are definitely a few that we're going to mention right now that I have absolutely nothing positive to say about it, and I think they're nothing but trouble. Uh, so let's kick off with Snapchat. Okay, snap away. Okay, so... Uh, First and foremost, uh, if Snapchats are on your kids' phones or devices, I would absolutely 100% take them off. I think there's nothing positive about Snapchat. Snapchat is a messaging service that allows you to send a video or a picture, uh, and it supposedly disappears within 5 to 10 seconds, whatever the user decides. Um, And I do this really, really great exercise with kids, and I say, okay, so tell me the purpose of Snapchat. We talk about what it is. And kids around the country, by the way, this is probably the second most popular app next to Instagram uh, amongst middle school and high school kids for sure. And I'll say, okay, so what's, what's the point of Snapchat? We, we talk about it. And I said, well, if you send me a picture and I happen to screenshot this picture within three seconds, you know, before this picture or video, by the way, you can do picture or video, supposedly disappears, I now have a screenshot of the picture that you wanted to disappear. And uh, a kid once told me, he said, oh, yeah, well, I get a notification. I'll get notified if you 
take a screenshot of my Snapchat, which is true. And my point to him was, well, good for you. You have a notification, and I now have your picture that you didn't want me to have and keep, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there are also (laughs) apps out now, by the way, that also are just for Snapchat uh, recovery. So it will allow you – this app will allow you to um, take a picture or a video of any Snapchat that's ever sent without notifying the user. So there's also that workaround. But also what kids don't understand is that the way that technology works is not the way Snapchat promises. These things are tracked. They're recorded. Uh, Snapchat keeps data uh, and as well as your own cell phones that keep it in the memory. Um, these things can be very, very easily recovered even if you physically can't see them anymore. So, sexing, uh, um, I'm sorry, so Snapchat has been under fire recently for a lot of sexting because kids are using this app. A lot of kids are using this app to send pictures or videos that are, you know, have sexual content in them or certain areas of the body focused on, which, by the way, there's a federal law against that known as child pornography, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these pictures supposedly disappear, which may be to the user they disappear, but as we discussed, they can be screenshotted, they can be captured through these other apps now that are developed just to address Snapchat, and they also are stored within your phone or your device, and also Snapchat keeps logs of certain things that are sent and received as well. So um, Mm. when I tell that story to kids, uh, you could hear a pin drop in the room, and you see these kids sheepishly uh, looking Mm. around at each other, saying, oh, man, busted big time. Um, So Mm -hmm. Snapchat does not work the way you think Snapchat works. I think even if kids aren't sending sexual pictures of themselves, um, I think it's a bad message to send our kids. That's not the way technology works, um, and it's not the way that Snapchat works for sure. Wow, okay. And and that's the thing is once just just because you think it disappears, you know, and they tell you it disappears doesn't mean it disappears. And also just because they say you got to be 13, to, which I think is a crazy age to to expect responsibility, but um, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a 13-year-old. That uh, right, exactly. There's no uh, verification. There's actually no um, there's no uh, verification for any of these uh, any of these sites, including Facebook. There's no verification. You don't you know you could make up any age you wanted to. Um, so uh, right, I actually I don't think that that is an appropriate age either. So. Um, I think it's really important that they're, that that gets off of your kids' phones for sure. Okay. Well, Katie, um, I'm just going to put this out here. We're, uh, I, I think we're going to run out of time on our live stream. So okay. what, uh, when we come to the end of that, I'm just going to continue, and we'll, okay. uh, we'll leave this up in our podcast. So if, you, uh, if, you do le- if you're listening to us in live stream and you do lose us, this, uh, the continuation of this conversation will be available in a podcast on blogtalkradio.com slash watchdogs. Cool. Uh, so, uh, so let's move on. Um, just, uh, I mean, Snapchat is Snapchat, but the, but these next three, I think are, um, just from, from what I'm aware of are extremely vicious and, uh, and, and let's, let's just get into it. Um, what do, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's go with Yikyak. Okay. How do, how do you spell one, that right? for the parents out there it's, that don't know? Uh-huh. It's Y-I-K-Y-A-K. And their logo is a cute little bison, so it makes it look yes. like it's friendly. And um, but uh, but I'll let I'll let you get into that. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, Yik Yak was created by two college students that were really just looking for, in the U.S., by the way, that were looking to give kids an outlet to say, college kids an outlet to say things anonymously. So um, the intent was to say things like, you know, ah, oh, this professor stinks, I really hate this professor, and not be held accountable for it, not get in trouble for saying that, not get deducted, mm-hmm. you know, in grades or punished in any way, shape, or form. So, um, but now uh, I've posted, I post a lot of stuff on my Twitter and Facebook account uh, for parents, just kind of resources, um, because I can't be in their homes all the time. And uh, I have posted the past three days, I think all I've posted about is Yik Yak, because uh, I'm really distraught about it. Uh, It makes me sad that Yik Yak has turned into this huge place for cyberbullying, and as a matter of fact, my alma mater high school, Marblehead High School, just made national news. Um, because a couple of kids used Yik Yak to, um, the schools evacuated twice, uh, either last week or the week before, I can't remember. Uh, I think it was last week, actually. Uh, My high school, my old high school, was evacuated twice because um, there were two separate bomb threats on Yik Yak. Again, it's done anonymously, so, um, uh, you know, you cannot, people are not being held accountable. Now, there are other ways around that to find accountability for law enforcement purposes and things like that. But um, on the outset, it seems to be anonymous. So uh, I know um, Chicago, as a matter of fact, the entire city mm-hmm. of Chicago, um, the developers for Yik Yak disabled, um, it's called a geofence. So they put a geofence around the city of Chicago and disabled Yik Yak because there were so many massive issues with it in such a short amount of time. And the developers have come out and said that they're really working hard because this is not intended to be for middle school, high school students. This is intended Mm -hmm. to be for older kids to post their gripes without getting in trouble for it. But I'm sure, as you can imagine, I actually saw a Yik Yak post um, just this morning that was about um, a girl, uh, you know, calling her promiscuous for lack of a better term that they used, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, a huge cyberbullying app, as well as things like bomb threats or, you know, making horrible comments about different people, Um, uh, the developers are looking to ban it for anyone under the age of 17, making these geofences around middle schools and high schools throughout the country so that kids cannot use them um, to do such things. Uh, Again, there's going to be work around. Katie, I've got to close out our live feed here, uh, if you don't mind, just a minute. But if if you're listening live, you can continue, uh, log back in. We are going to continue this conversation in the podcast. So just remember, if you're listening to the live feed, remember the only schools that don't have a watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. Come see us next week. We've got Tina and David Long from the movie Bully. Okay, and we're back, continuing. Thank you for your uh, patience in that, Katie. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I talk a lot. <laughs> hey, that's okay. We've got a lot to talk about. So... Um, so, yeah, they, they put a, a, a geofence. So now are they able to uh, – I kind of got distracted. They're trying to get toward the end of the, um, the live That's feed. Okay. But the, a, a geofence, is that something that can be done around an individual school? Is this something that people yes, can do? Yes, that's what they're trying or, to do. They're trying to do it around schools, middle schools, high schools. But, again, if you step out of that geofence you know, in your home and you're not within a certain radius of that place, then um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure technically how they're going to pull it off. But they're talking about it because I think they've acknowledged that – this is not what they want. This was not the purpose of Yik Yak, and I think they're uh, kind of overwhelmed by what has happened, and it's really unfortunate um, that people are spoiling it, you know. But uh, but still, you know, I, I, I still 
I mean, I, I state the intentions, but I kind of question the intentions. I mean, what did you think was going to happen, honestly? Yeah. Uh, you, uh. Know, uh, you know, even college kids, even if it's not under the age of 18, college kids that are saying nasty things to each other about other people, I feel like an environment for that is like fostering, you know, it's just not, we don't need that. That is not an extra thing in our society we need. <laughs> right. Now, you may have covered this, but do you set it up within a, a geographical area that you can, you, or or is it a certain number of people, uh, your yep. friends, or how how yeah, is that? Yeah, so work? it's both. So you're actually connected to up to 500 people within the geographical area that your phone detects that you're in. Um, so if I was in Savannah, Georgia, and I had it on, anyone else who was in Yik Yak within a certain radius, up to 500 people at that point in time, I could be communicated with. It's like a message board, right? So you mm-hmm. post anything you want to post anonymously, and you see other people's message boards about whatever it may be that they're talking about um, at the same time. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, I've it's seen awful, some, awful, I've, awful. I've seen some good use of that with you know some, some apps where um, – you know, 911 can put out that somebody needs help within a certain area, and if you're trained, right. you can have that app and go. You know, some of those things are, are, are really good, but, uh, but yeah, this, this just doesn't seem to have any, any, oh. good, um, any good aspect of it all. So it's Yik Yak, Y-I-K-Y-A-K, and the, uh-huh. um, the logo, the app that you'll see on the phone is a Yak. It's a, right. um, you know, it's a cute little thing, but, uh, but, but definitely a, a, a evil Trojan horse there. Um, well, we've got a couple other ones that uh, I know the last time that you and I spoke, um, we did speak about uh, Ask FM and Omegle. And I, I think you had just um, started looking into Omegle. So uh, which do you want to go to next, Ask or Omegle? Uh, sure. Let's go to Ask, I guess, because it's a little bit similar to Yik Yak. Um, in the, the, way that ask- okay. the one difference that I see is Yik Yak is it, it's U.S. based, right? There, there's some U.S. laws and controls over it. Yes, is that, am I exactly. Correct? So it's hard because when um, when right, right. So that helps us a little bit trying to um, trying to you know, fix things, and they do have to adhere to U.S. laws and things of that nature. Um, but when something is outside of the U.S., like Ask FM, um, then they don't have to adhere to U.S. laws, uh, which really hurts us on the law enforcement side and legislative side when we're trying to get things fixed and passed to make sure people are safe and using these things responsibly. So is there, um, is there anything – I know Ask FM – has been, um, and, and I know you had mentioned a, uh, a sixth grade girl that, that had one of these accounts. Um, just amazing to me some of the things that were going on. But is there any way to pull for forensic purposes since this is an offshore uh, company is, that, that runs this? Is there anything that can be done with uh, gathering information in, a, in an investigation? There can, there definitely can be, but the problem is when these things are hosted overseas, they do not, these companies like Omegle, for example, do not have to adhere to our laws, so that just makes it that much harder. You know, statutes and uh, limitations and things like that do not even come into play when it comes to, if they want to be cooperative, uh, that's helpful that they're cooperative. If not, they don't have to be cooperative because they're not, you know, held under our laws. Yeah, I've seen uh, the, I've seen Ask FM pop up in in bullying cases and right. and, uh, and and so many things. So I guess you want to kind of explain what that is. Mm-hmm. 
So Ask.fm is a site that I generally find very popular amongst middle school students, not so much high school students, although I have seen a couple instances where high school students are using Ask.fm. And it's a place where you can anonymously ask questions and anonymously answer these questions. So as you can imagine, uh, you know, maybe it started off as a survey site. What's, you know, what do you like more, pizza or pepperoni pizza or plain pizza, and quickly turned into who is the most promiscuous boy or girl in this school, who is the ugliest, who is the fattest, who is the on and on and on. And they're open-ended questions, so I can write, you know, so-and-so is the fattest. They're also ugly, and I think this should happen to them. Um, and, again, it's all done anonymously or so you think it's anonymous, you know. But again, um, forensically, things can be traced, things can be tracked. We can track IP addresses. We can track cell phone towers when people are using these things. We can track user logins as well. Um, so there are workarounds for law enforcement when these things go evil. And um, I, I have nothing, again, positive to say about Ask.fm. Um, it's teaching our kids that they don't have to be accountable for things that they say. And uh, also, it is just a cesspool for cyberbullying, as you can, I'm sure, imagine. And, you know, you alluded to the sixth grade girl in Texas that I talked to. Uh, probably something that I will never forget in my life um, was a couple months ago when I went to a school in Texas and I talked about Ask FM and told people I thought that it was awful and I just see a lot of really bad things happening on it. And a girl, sixth grader, adorable little sixth grader, came up to me and said, um, you know, uh, can you check out my Ask FM account? I said, sure. And I looked at it and uh, – uh, I had to sit down. I, I didn't know what to say to her. I was horrified at some of the things I said, which I will not repeat for this talk show. But let's mm-hmm. just say, uh, as a grown adult, I I did not even know what to say back to this girl because I was so disgusted at what was said to her um, on this account. And, uh, you know, talking about uh, killing herself and suggesting that she do so because there's no place in this world for her and on and on. And that's just totally G-rated things that were said to this poor girl. Um, so anyway, um, I think anyone who uses Ask.fm is setting themselves up for uh, really bad things, and I don't see any positive. And I ask kids all the time, I said, you're all, you know, the middle school kids specifically, I said, you're all on Ask.fm. W- tell me what I can tell your parents because I have nothing positive to say about it. Give me some positive things to say. How is this being used positively? And out of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of kids that I've asked this question to, I have never gotten one response. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, Ask FM for me is a big, definitely would never allow that on my kids' apps or device, uh, I'm sorry, devices or computers. Exactly. And, and, uh, and I guess the, um, from hearing hearing this in, in your class, I mean, just the the descriptive nature, the the, the so many things that, that just this one example that you brought up um, was was just to be in the class, not to deal with this child, but to, or to see it, but just to hear you describe it and to see your reaction of having to describe it uh, was was amazing to to just watch to see you know they're 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 telling this child um, you know that you know, that, that she should commit suicide and how she should do it and what they would, and it was just amazing. I mean, I wanted to just give a little taste of how ridiculous this, this one circumstance was. Um, just, just amazing. And I see it over and over again. And just like you said, I've never seen anything positive about this, this Ask FM. So, um, so moving on to the, with the last one on our list, unless you have any more you want to bring up is, uh, is Omegle. Um, which was brought up in my house, and uh, I was asked about it. I looked at it. 
Um, immediately, the first thing I saw was, you know, their, their, their logo or their motto is talk to strangers. I was like, boom, no, that's it. Forget it. Um, and then to, you know, to hear my daughter talk about her friends that are using this, um, you know, is really a bit scary. So can you tell us a little bit more about what it is? Because it sounds, it sounds innocent. You know, when yeah. you, when you look at the, you know, the, the, the title and the logo and all of that, but then, you know, when you realize, you know, how crazy this is. And, of course, it's all safe because right on their front page they say perverts are not allowed. Right, right. Really? Yeah, That's and a guarantee. Actually, uh, I'm just looking at their front page right now, and they have this little, um, like a little uh, 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 picture of a guy holding a gun, and it says, am I the only one around here who doesn't think it's funny when you're rude to a stranger for no goddamn reason, is what it says. I'm reading this directly from their site mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also see on the right-hand side, adult content, a woman in, uh, you know, a bra and underwear, I guess if you would call it that, um, that says male gamers only, warning adult content, uh, just their <laughs> advertisement on the side. So anyway, just lovely things before you even get into the site. Um, in Omegle, what it is is it's an app, or you can do it online as well, that is connected by video. You are connected to someone else, and currently it says 29,000-plus strangers online right now. Um, so if I were to sign on to this right now, I would be connected at random with my video camera on um, to someone else, one of those 29,000 strangers at random. Um, their webcam would be turned on, mine would be turned on, and we'd be in a, an instant video chat um, together. Uh, they also have something here that's called spy mode that you can use where you can text people anonymously, um, you know, and, and, uh, ask questions and things like that. So, uh, you can envision, uh, or imagine, I'm sure, or maybe you can imagine, uh, the places where this would go. Now, when I talk to Omega, when I bring it up in middle schools and in high schools, the kids all laugh, right? Cause it's hilarious to them. Uh, my, uh, I have a cousin who's 16 years old, and when I heard about Omegle about a year ago, I said, hey, do you know about this Omegle? Come talk to me about it. She said, oh, yeah, it's, like, so funny. I said, okay, come talk to me about this. She's like, yeah, my friends and I do this, like, all the time. It's just hilarious. I said, okay, show me how this works. So she sat down, and uh, we logged into Omegle, and we were instantly video chatting, and the first person that we were connected to, uh, we have no idea who it was, obviously, complete stranger, um, showed up with a tutu on, and, like, little tiny underwear, a man, I think, uh, tiny underwear, a tutu, and a costume panda head was the first person that we were connected to. And she said, okay, this is funny. And she started laughing. And I was like, what is this? And uh, then uh, I will not get into it on this radio show, but let's just say uh, lewd and lascivious does not even come close to describing what we saw within a couple of minutes after being on that site. Mm-hmm. Um, and her response to me when this person popped up, uh, she said, ew, that's so gross. We just, like, don't even talk to people when they do stuff like that. And I said, what? But You've seen this before? It. And she said, oh, yeah, we see this all the time, but, you know, we don't talk to people like that. Right, but this is seen as a funny game to these kids that are on this that see totally whacked people, uh, but obviously can be very, very dangerous and extremely, extremely inappropriate for anyone, never mind uh, people under the age of 18 as well. Well, certainly, and, and just you know, some of the personal information that can be exchanged without them even knowing it in a conversation like that is... Um, you know, unbelievable. Plus, you know, screenshots or trying to encourage them to do things or right. um, just uh, just 
just un unbelievable. Yes. So, uh, yes. so that so, is definitely uh, that is, definitely yes, a big sure. no no. Right. Absolutely. Okay, well, um, I guess as we uh, we can kind of wind down here, are there any other ones that uh, that we might want to throw some red flags out there uh, for Katie? Those are my those are my big ones right now. Those are the ones that I'm hearing about right now, um, and those are the ones that I'm really, really, really concerned about right now, and would 100% ban if it came to uh, you know my kids having them. Sure, sure. Hey Keith, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, or for Katie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, I'm pretty sure you can go into your your iPhone and put restrictions to block certain you know content websites. Mm-hmm. But as far as these these apps, do we basically as parents have to go in and just look at their apps and see what apps they do have on their on their phones and then just delete them, or, or are there restrictions in the iPhone settings where you can't even block these types of apps? Uh-huh. So there are res- there are controls that you can use, although they're really easy for kids to get around, and also a lot of them are based on the age. Uh, every single app has to have an age um, limit. And sure. to be honest, I um, I think these age limits. I'm not really sure how they're determined, but you know, for instance, um, there was a Hunger Games app that um, I saw this. Uh, uh, I saw this clip in a, in a newspaper where a girl, she was nine years old, was using a Hunger Games app. She ran it by her mom. Her mom said no problem. And she was solicited by three older men in this Hunger Games app where there was a chat feature. Um, now, mm-hmm. this Hunger Games app in particular was totally within her age range. She was allowed to use it. Um, her mom made sure of that. But again, there was a chat feature, and it made it, you know, uh, it, it made her susceptible to really inappropriate conversations that you know sure. happened on this app. So I would not rely on those. What I would highly, highly recommend, I have two um, suggestions when it comes to apps because parents are totally overwhelmed. They're wondering, how do we stay on top of this stuff? How do we know what apps are good, what are not good? And here are my two recommendations. First recommendation would be to have one account. So every single app that your child downloads has to, will come into your um, device as well. So you'll see a device, uh, an app pop up that he or she has just downloaded. You can sure, ask your sure. child about what that is. That's one way. Sure. The way that I like better is actually giving them their own account, but you keep the password. So every single time that they want to come and download an app, they have to come ask you about it, and at the same time, they have to tell you about it, why you should use it, um, why they can use it, the pros and the cons, so that you're getting educated at the same time as you're, um, you know, being being kept in the loop as to what um, they're what they're using and the apps that that they're downloading. Um, plus, it sparks conversation, which I really like. Yeah, yeah. Sure. What, what is the reason? You know, what is the good thing that will come out of this particular app or game or whatever? Um, you know, one of the things that uh, you know my daughter is really uh, interested in is this Minecraft, and it's a you know it's oh, a big yeah. thing. Um, it's a gaming app, but the thing that scares me is that there is intercommunication with other people. And, um, you know, she's just fallen in love with these guys that post YouTube videos. Um, but it's almost like she knows them personally. Right. But, um, but as far as, you know, any gaming app uh, or almost any gaming app is going to have some element of a communication um, element to it. Is that, would I be correct in saying that? 
Yeah, most of them do, right. So there's a there's an opportunity for um, you know a predator to be lurking in there to you know try to make a communication to try to get in touch with your with your child. So you know be aware that just because you know they've got a um, you know a simple I don't know words with friends or Scrabble or or, or whatever, there's still that opportunity for a, a, a communication. I don't know if the, if those particular ones are. Uh, have a communications element to it, but you know they, they just about anything. You know, just like you said in that class, when you give your kid a smartphone, when you give your kid a computer, you're giving them a window to the world. You know, good, bad, and indifferent. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. And uh, there are actually ways on all of these games or most of these games that you can set it so that you're only playing against people that you know, and that would be something that I highly recommend, including on Minecraft. Certainly, sure, but you got to sure, check it. And- no, I was just going to comment, Keith, and that, that's, that was the main reason uh, why, you know, we are just now allowing our kids uh, to get uh, to get smartphones because they're, they're going into high school and, you know, uh, we, wanted, we wanted to do our best to protect them as parents. Right. Uh, and, and, so, and so that's how come I'm now looking at these questions, hey, what do we do as far as settings and restrictions and what can I do? And, you know, I've discussed with my kids about, hey, you know, you're not going to have Vine. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't cover that. That's okay. And I told my kids, hey, I'm okay with Instagram. I'm okay with Twitter. I'm okay with Facebook. But, you know, you know, be careful what you post. And if you see anything you don't need to see, you know, right. uh, you know, whatever, delete that friend or don't, you know, ignore right. that friend, whatever, uh, right. just so they won't post anything, anything worse later on. Right. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, if they've seen it, they've seen it. But uh, sure. you, know, you want to avoid anything in the future. Right, Correct. absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, as we want to close out here, Katie, if somebody's listening to our program, you know, number one, they want to find out about, about you or be able to reach out to you, com. Is that correct? Yes, that would be great. Yeah, and my um, Twitter and Facebook, there's a link to it directly on my website, and that's where I post most of my updates and news stories that I think parents should know about. Okay, and what uh, for? Uh, of course, we promote Facebook because that's one of our best communications. You know, I guess mm-hmm. we're old-fashioned. Um, what would where would they go to look on Facebook? Uh, Facebook is, um, I think, I think it's uh, Facebook.com forward slash KL Greer. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think it's oh, it's KL Greer forward slash KL Greer Consulting. But again, probably the easiest way to do it would be just to go on uh, KLGreer.com, and there's a link right there that'll take you straight to my Facebook or Twitter feed. Okay. Uh, any other references that you'd like to put out there? Any any other good information? No, I think that's it. I think Facebook and Twitter are definitely the way to go. I put up unsolicited information up there that I think think will be helpful to parents. Well, great. Well, Katie, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. And and certainly you can use the link to this uh, program uh, for your own uh, promotion as well. So uh, can can I get you to do me one favor before we go? Yes, sir. I just just need to to say, you know, hi, this is Katie Greer of K.O. Greer Consulting, and you're listening to Watchdogs Radio. You got it. Hi, this is Katie Greer of K.O. Greer Consulting, and you're listening to Watchdogs Radio. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Chris, uh, once again, great working with you, my friend. 
and I am on my way to the school bus stop. So take care, Excellent. and everybody, thanks again. Katie, and, thank you so much. Thanks, and Chris, I'll uh, I'll work on uh, I'll get that our normal information for you um, this afternoon. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.